My name's John Ray. I've uh, been involved with the RNLI for, well, since the 19th, late 1970s. I was a shore helper and then crew member at Shoreham Harbour Lifeboat Station in Sussex. Some years later, my job took me away from that area and I was working in Landmore. But I moved back to uh, East Kent and heard that Ramsgate Lifeboat wanted an archivist and uh, I've been an archivist ever since the early 2000s. One of the most significant parts is the um, being involved in the Dunkirk evacuation. There were 19 lifeboats assisted with the evacuation, but only two of them went over under their own crews, Ramsgate and Margate. The call was put out for any little ships to go to Ramsgate or Dover to assist with the evacuation of the troops from Dunkirk. The call was put out to say for all, anybody with a, a small boat that could come and help to evacuate troops, but also the call went to the RNLI and they sent lifeboats from as far along the east coast as Great Yarmouth and along the south coast as Shoreham Harbour. But before that call was made to the RNLI, the local commander had asked the lifeboat crews at Ramsgate and Margate if they would be prepared to take their boats across. And they readily agreed and they were stocked up, provisioned and Ramsgate uh, set sail on the 30th of, of May at 2.30pm and they arrived over on the beaches at 8 o'clock that evening. They had to follow a rather long dog-legged route which had been swept by minesweepers. They also had in tow uh, some 18 what were referred to as wherries but small rowing boats and the plan was that they and some naval ratings they had taken on board as well would get as close to the coast as they could with the lifeboat and that these small boats would be rowed ashore and ferry people back to the, to the lifeboat. When the lifeboat was full, that would take the people out to a larger vessel and when that was full, they would then depart for England. Howard Knight was the coxswain who uh, took his crew to Dunkirk. He'd been on the crew um, since about uh, 1911, I think. And uh, he was the, um, at that time they were still on uh, what they called pulling and sailing lifeboats. In other words, they didn't have an engine. And the first motor lifeboat came to Ramsgate in 1926. And Howard Knight became coxswain in 1936 he took over then but it's an interesting sort of bit of history to him and lifeboats there is a very famous rescue or was a very famous rescue in Ramsgate uh, referred to as the Indian chief rescue and the coxswain then was a, a man called Charles Fish very appropriately uh, that rescue uh, they were at sea for uh, 26 hours, not quite as long as Dunkirk, but a long time in an open uh, lifeboat. And they were worked in tandem with those days with a, a, a steam tug, a border trade steam tug that was based at Ramsgate. 
and that would quite often tow the lifeboat out to the vicinity of the um, of the the rescue. Anyway, the rescue took place. They saved. They actually rescued twelve people out of the twenty nine crew. They found them wrecked on a sandbank in the in the Thames Estuary, and they were towed them back to Ramsgate. Unfortunately, one of the crew uh, died on the way back. One of the rescued crew, I should add, died on the way back, and his name was Howard Primrose Fraser. Howard Knight's father was crew on the tug. And a couple of days after the rescue, his wife gave birth to a son, who they named Howard Primrose Knight. <laughs> you might have thought it'd be Howard Fraser Knight, but no, Howard Primrose Knight. So extremely unusual name for a person who did a very unusual thing in later life. Well, Ramsgate were away from the harbour for just over 40 hours, and 30 of those hours they spent off the beaches of Dunkirk. They were ferrying people, the, the soldiers, airmen, whoever, whatever nationality, if they were allied troops, they would uh, ferry them out to the larger ships. So they were out there all that time under fire and they got back to Ramsgate uh, at about 6.50 in the evening of the 1st of June. And during that time they are credited with uh, taking 2,800 troops off the beaches and getting them to the larger ships. And in their final journey, they also filled up the, the lifeboat with, with troops uh, to come right the way back to Ramsgate. I'm sadly old enough to have a, a father who was in the forces and, and other members of the family. And along with these, these crew members, you, you can't you can only be amazed of, of what they, they went through and, and survived, thank goodness. And, uh, you know, you can't imagine what was going in their, on through their minds, really, when they were asked, would you take the lifeboat over to Dunkirk? Oh, yes, and immediately contact the crew. Yes, we're all go. <laughs> Quite amazing. And uh, it's just a pride in being associated with something like that, as much as anything with the, in the history of the RNLI, really. You, but that was a particular, something very different. Hello, this is Tanny Gray-Thompson. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Diolch Two Hundred Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.